Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you are new here, this podcast was built around the idea of promoting small artists in the scene as well as uplifting women in pop punk. So if you are a small artist, if you are a woman in the scene trying to get some recognition, please feel free to reach out to me on social media or my email, poppunkpromo at gmail.com, and we can set up your interview today. For an easier format, I also have a Google form linked on my website, poppunkpromo.com, and the featured artist application is streamlined a little bit better that way. If you are a recurring listener, thank you so incredibly much for the support you guys have shown me over the last few weeks. It means so incredibly much to me. Also, I have officially opened up my brand new merch store. If you're interested in getting a brand new Pop Punk Promo t-shirt or some stickers, make sure you check out poppunkpromo.store to see what we've got available. As always, if you're interested in supporting the podcast in a different way, I do have listener support activated on the Spotify for Podcasters page, as well as my Patreon available if you're interested in getting some little extra perks like a featured artist sneak peek every single week. All right, enough of everything you guys already know. Let's get into some pop punk news. This week, I'd like to talk to you about the Heavy Music Awards, which is based in the UK. This award ceremony has been occurring annually since 2017 and recognizes the best in heavy music. The awards are set to announce the winners on Friday the 6th of May, and voting is now currently open. Now, the best part of this Music Awards is that even though it's based in the UK, this is open to artists internationally, which is so cool. There are 14 categories to vote from, and some are just UK-based and others incorporate international musicians. Now, I will go through all of those categories with you in just a moment. I'm based in the U.S., and the reason I found these awards is because some of my favorite artists have been nominated to win an award. So I highly encourage you guys to go and check this out and vote for your favorites. Here are the categories that you can vote for. Best Album Artwork Best Video Best Production, Best Single, Best Festival, Best International Breakthrough Artist, Best UK Breakthrough Artist, Best Breakthrough Live Artist, Best International Live Artist, Best UK Live Artist, Best International Artist, Best UK Artist, Best Breakthrough Album, and Best Album. If you listen to heavy music, which you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, then I highly suggest you go and vote for some of your favorites. Check out at Heavy Music Awards on Instagram and go to the link in their bio and you can vote there. Otherwise, you can go to vote.heavymusicawards.com to enter your votes. Now, I am particularly excited because some of my favorite artists are nominated to win an award. Specifically, for Best Single, Neck Deep is nominated for their single, Shut the Fuck Up. For Best International Breakthrough Artist, we've got two of my all-time favorite artists ever we've got charlotte sands as a finalist and scene queen now this was so tough for me to decide but spoiler alert charlotte sands is also nominated for another category so i did vote scene queen on this one specifically because i wanted to give love to both of them but i'm just so excited for them both this is incredible news For Best UK Breakthrough Artist, there is someone on here that I have recently just fallen in love with. It is Delilah Bond. Now, I've talked about her on the podcast a couple times now because of her single, I Wish a Bitch Would, and just her general feminist iconic energy. And I am so incredibly proud and excited to know that she is nominated to win this award. So if you are here for that feminist bad bitch energy, I highly recommend you go and vote for her for Best UK Breakthrough Artist. She is so deserving, and I am just so thrilled to see that she's on the lineup. Finally, for Best Breakthrough Album, we've got Charlotte Sands for Love and Other Lies, which you guys know I love that album of hers. I spoke about it in depth for her featured artist episode at the beginning of the podcast, and 
man that still just holds so true today i love her so much i love everything she does and she's just an incredible woman so go vote for her if you love her music as much as i do there you have it there is a taste of the heavy music awards for you guys whether you're based in the uk or anywhere else internationally i encourage you to go place your votes if you're into heavy music or any of the artists that i mentioned are nominated Again, you can go to at Heavy Music Awards on Instagram, go to the link in their bio and you can vote there. Otherwise, go to your browser and type vote.heavymusicawards.com and place your votes that way. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for me to share some of my favorite brand new releases with you. Part of why I love making this podcast so much is because it opens my view up to brand new artists and brand new music that comes out every single day because Little do a lot of people know there is a whole fucking lot of music out there to listen to and I really love finding brand new songs that come out every single week. So I have the pleasure of sharing those that I find with you guys. First up on my new release radar is Charlotte Sands with her brand new song Six Feet Under. Charlotte released this song last night and it is gorgeous. It is deep. It is dark. It is exactly everything we want and more from Charlotte Sands. So go ahead, check it out. Available on all streaming services. Next up, we've got Magnolia Park with their brand new song, Face Down. I believe this one came out last night, and it looks to be another single adding up to their brand new EP or album, I believe. Anyway, I really love these guys. They are really tearing through the scene, and you should definitely check them out if you haven't yet. Next up is from an artist that I'm actually surprised I've never spoken about on the podcast, considering she was kind of a little bit of an inspiration for this. But it is Zeph with her brand new song, Like Everyone Else. If you haven't gotten to know Zeph yet, her music is definitely for the sad girls and the sad boys. And she is a very iconic and unhinged internet personality. She's friends with Austin from Water Parks, and she just kind of is known for being a chronic oversharer, but her music is absolutely incredible. And she released an EP last year called Scared of Everything, and I'm honestly just obsessed with it. Her music has a lot more like indie kind of pop vibes, so it's not so much pop punk, but definitely very seen, and I just love her so much. So if you haven't gotten acquainted with her, I highly suggest you check her out. Next up, we've got The Somersets Under the Influencer. Now, this one is just kind of fun. It's definitely a big, like, fuck you to people who have fucked you over and just kind of used you for your power or whatever that is. And this one's going to be really fun to sing in the pit. And The Somerset is going on tour very, very soon this spring, and I'm going to be going. So if any of you guys are going to be going to those shows, you're going to hear this brand new song, Under the Influencer. So definitely check it out. Finally, tonight, I talked about this promo that happened last week for Scene Queen. She's releasing her brand new song, 18 Plus, at midnight Eastern time, I think. Whatever that is local time for you. For me, it's 11 p.m., but Either way, I am extraordinarily excited for this absolutely scene-destroying song. As you guys know, this one is calling out a lot of early 2000s bands for just being really shitty towards their fan base and abusing their power. So I can't wait to hear the full version. It's going to be so good and hopefully make a lot of change in the scene. So if that's something you support, I highly recommend that you check it out too. Wow, we were just blessed with a boatload of incredible new singles this week so i am so excited that i got to share so much with you guys make sure you check out each and every one of those brand new singles if you're interested moving along we are getting to the part that you guys have been waiting for i am going to announce this week's featured artist episode i am so excited to share this interview with you guys Man, like I, I've been teasing on my Instagram, this is one I have quite literally been waiting for for weeks. I found this person literally at the beginning of my podcasting journey, and I knew I wanted to interview her ever since. And it finally, finally happened. So I cannot wait to share them with you guys. I don't want to spoil a single thing. I want you guys to be just as excited about this as me, which I know you will be. So I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Can I get a drum roll, please?
Without further ado, this week's featured artist is Taylor Acorn. Okay. Hey, everyone. We are here with Taylor Acorn today. I am so excited to have you on. Oh my gosh. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so great. So, so great. It's great to finally have you on here. We've been trying to do this. I feel like playing phone tag for like ever. And it's it's so great to finally have you. <laughs> well, it is a pleasure to be here. So thank you. So yes. Much for thank me. you. Thank you. And for people who didn't know, I've actually met Taylor before. I met her a few months ago at a show and it was just, you're just so great, Taylor. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much. You are too. And all of your friends were so awesome and so kind to me. Uh, it was a really such a wonderful experiment or exper- um, experiment. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It was so funny though, because like I talked about this actually on the, the Ricky Jab interview, but like I, I had just started the podcast, like literally a few weeks before I, I saw you live and, um, my friends were like, oh my God, talk to her. Oh my God. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm so scared. I'm like, and they were, so they like waved you down. It was so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never be this afraid to talk to me ever. I feel like I could literally talk to a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And I did find that out. I'm like, you were just so cool and wow, so nice. So, thank you so much. yeah, but let's, let's get started. So obviously you're Taylor Acorn. We love you so much. Do you want to get started with your pronouns, where you're from, all of that good stuff? Yeah, I go by she, her. Um, I'm originally from this really small town in Pennsylvania, but my family, we've kind of moved around. So we lived in actually like right outside of St. Paul, Minnesota for a few years. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we lived nice. in Fair Lake. Um, oh my gosh. That's super close to home for me. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. So we <laughs> yeah. lived there for a few years. We moved to Washington state. Um, and when I was eight years old, my dad passed away. So to be closer to family, all of my extended family was in Pennsylvania. So we ended up moving to this really tiny town in Wellsboro. And somehow my aunt, my dad's sister, was able to convince literally every single person in my family to move to that town. So it was like, wow. (laughs) And then like all of my family members, we all went to school together. So it was really cool. Oh, that's Um, so fun. Yeah, but it was it was such a small town. I mean, like we had like one McDonald's and that's about it. Worked there for a few years and um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I uh, had a, a lot of fun out there too because it was just like having that small town upbringing. You know, everybody kind of knows everybody. And, yeah. you know, I played sports basically my whole life too. So that was really big in my life. And um, I didn't really get into music, honestly, until I was in high school. And I had started this little acoustic band with my friend Kelly. And we would call ourselves Tay and Kel. She could play guitar. I couldn't play guitar at the time. And we just would play like little talent shows and stuff. Oh, that's so fun. That's so cute. That's so awesome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea I was going to be an artist. I had no intentions of being an artist, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So how did you kind of start on this path to like becoming like a a decently well-known artist at this point? How, How did you kind of start all of that? Honestly, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, oh sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we kind of just end up where we are and we're like, how did this happen? <laughs> Literally still trying to figure that out. Um, no, it's it's really crazy because like I said, I'm from such a small town. And so I think being from there, I think everybody's kind of expected to go to college and figure out what career path they want to, you know, go down. And for me, I'd always had such a love for music and when I had started, you know, that little band with my friend, I mean, we would do like Mayday Parade covers. We'd do like yeah. Hey Monday. We'd do He Is We. I don't know if you've ever listened to them before, but like we would cover all of those bands and I had just had such an attachment to that. And I had always kind of foreseen myself maybe, if not getting into music, at least keeping that as like a passion of mine, you know, still going yeah. out playing, whether it's at bars or whether it's at, um, you know, like, little venues or something. I just, I just always knew I really wanted to keep it in my life. And, um, my sophomore year of college, I kind of, I was like in a really weird place. Um, mentally, I just wasn't in school. You know what I mean? I think I basically just checked out and I'd realized, you know, school's not really for me and it had never been for me. I mean, like, even when I was in high school, I feel like I struggled really bad just because, I have like ADHD and it's really, you know what I mean? It's, it's really hard 
for me to focus on things that I'm not passionate about. Yeah. So um, going to school like that and getting into a um, major that I just wasn't really passionate about, I, I had to take a few steps back and be like, okay, let's reevaluate. Let's figure out what Absolutely. we're going to do from here. And my mom had moved to uh, this town called Lynchburg, which is in Virginia. And so I basically packed up all of my stuff at school and I moved to Lynchburg just to be with my mom. And um, I'd started a YouTube channel in the midst of all of that, like right before mm-hmm. I left school. And I would do just like covers of just about anything you can imagine. Paramore, Taylor Swift, like I was doing country covers. I was doing everything. Um, you know, I'd go and I'd audition for The Voice and I auditioned for like American Idol. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, that's <laughs> what was didn't... that like? That's crazy. It was, it was <laughs> cool. I mean, it, it was definitely a very eye-opening experience, especially for somebody who had no familiarity with like the music industry. Um, right. So I think I had auditioned for The Voice when I had freshly turned 18. So Um, I had gone to New York city, I had auditioned and then I had made it to, um, like the executive rounds, I guess, which were in LA. So you go and you audition for the executives or I don't really know if they're actually executives or just (laughs) college kids that they hired in, you know? Um, but I, I went, I did, I auditioned and, um, didn't make it. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me. So I like went back home, back to the drawing board um and I started working at Texas Roadhouse oh my god I love that place (laughs) (laughs) I do too I have an appreciation for it now when I was working there maybe not so much yeah um I had worked there for like four years and had just gotten to a point where I was like you know I'm just like so sick of this like I feel like I'm not really doing anything with um my life I don't really have any direction and I got this and my cat's going to come and like hang out with us. What's the cat's name? Her name is Binks. Oh my God. I love her. She's so fluffy. (laughs) She's funny. I had to lock my, my dog and my cat out because otherwise they like get into stuff and I'm like, that's not quality content for an audio production. So (laughs) is that like, anytime I try to lock her out, she's like digging down my door. She's like a dog. And it's so loud and it's so obnoxious and just like unnecessary. So I have to leave her Aww. just like roam around. <laughs> she's, cute though. she's so cute. She's sweet. She'll be hanging out over here. Um, oh my gosh, where was I? Oh, um, I was still kind of doing the YouTube thing and just posting these covers. And there's this guy who was interning at a label here. Um, and that was kind of like, he, he was like, still in college but my age but interning at this label and mm-hmm. he was like hey, I stumbled upon your YouTube page and I really like what you're doing I really want to like start either a management company or start managing managing artists or doing like an artist development situation would you have any interest in that and of course you know me being like well, I've been working at Texas Roadhouse for four years. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing with my life. I love music and I want to pursue it, but here's this kid that's my age. It's like you hear so many. I watch a lot of true crime too. So I was like, yeah. this is like too good to be true, I feel. Right. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I don't know. But we had kept in contact for like the next two years or so. And um, he was like, just come. You can bring anybody you want to. I promise I'm not a creeper. I'll fly you out to Nashville. Uh, we can record some songs that you've been writing. And so I I did. I went and um, I've been working with him ever since. He's been managing me and we've just kind of been doing it, the two of us on our own. I've never had a label or anything. I've you know that's so cool (laughs) what the heck like it's it's those kind of stories that I hear and I'm like you really can just be some random person on the internet and something can just wild can happen to you that's just crazy oh my gosh and it was was crazy though because when I first started um I was like I started in the country world so I was writing country music and I had gotten signed to a publishing company that was like primarily well it is pretty much just country and like their biggest act is like Luke Bryan they write a lot of songs for him so it's like 
for me, getting into that, coming from literally not even knowing what the music industry even was, like had no idea people didn't even like write their own songs and stuff. Yeah. Like, getting <laughs> thrown into that environment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing ever. Um, but the more that I got into it and the deeper I got into the country world, I realized, you know, it's just like, isn't me. Um, yeah. I grew up listening to pop punk music. I grew up listening to scene. I grew up listening to rock. And so for me, like my heart was always set on making that kind of music. I wanted to be yeah. like Williams, you know what I mean? I didn't really foresee myself being like a big country artist and, for the longest time, you know, even when I was doing well in that genre, I felt like an outsider. Yeah. Uh, and so I think like the last three years, especially right before COVID hit, um, it really opened my eyes to be like, okay, I feel like it's either I'm going to make music that I enjoy that I connect with, or I'm not going to make music at all. And right. I had started um, doing like real estate courses and like trying to kind of pivot my life because I was like, I don't think music is going to work. Oh my God. If you were a real estate agent, oh. I would smack you. I would be so mad. I would be so bad at it. I would not be good. I, I, so funny. you know, could hardly even sell somebody a steak, let alone like, how could I sell somebody a house? Like that would be, <laughs> no. but yeah, I mean, like it, it was really crazy. And, um, I started doing the TikTok thing, just hopped on. I posted a a cover of Jamie all over. And then it just yes. kind of snowballed from there. And now I'm making the music that I love and I'm finally able to like be my full, like authentic self. Oh. I get to dye my hair again and I get to dress the way <laughs> that I wanted to. And it That's is really so sweet. Cool. It's so cool though, because I'm starting to see now, like even the pop punk, like people who grew up on pop punk and rock now are even starting to like translate in the country world too so that makes me really yeah. happy that uh -huh. you know, now so there's sweet. like yeah there's like lines that are you know being crossed and it's just it's really cool but I'm I'm glad that I'm finally able to like make the music that I love. that's so good oh my gosh and that's just honestly I feel like so many people go through that like self-evolving journey where you just never feel like you're gonna get there but like you are proof that like you will find your way, you know, like it, it doesn't happen overnight. And yeah, for and some people it does, but like most of the time it takes a lot of self-discovering. Like even for me too, I did the same thing. I started school like mm -hmm. for like science. And then, then I realized I freaking am so bad at this, you know? And so I changed the trajectory of my life and here I am now that's interviewing awesome musicians who I love and I think yeah. that's amazing so and I think that's such an important point too it's like what are you doing if you're not doing what you love like is that actually living I don't think so and so yeah. like when I was doing the courses I I just remember sitting like on like because obviously everything was closed down at that time we couldn't go out yeah. and physically be in a class and I'm like here I am trying to study these things when I know like my brain just doesn't retain it. I just yeah. can't focus. I can't get connected with it. And I feel like I'm just doing it because I have no other choice. And I'm really glad. I'm really, really glad. Oh my gosh. I cannot talk to that. <laughs> I'm really glad that I had a good support system and I have people in my life that are like, if you do that, I will not talk to you anymore. Kind of like what you said. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will hit you. <laughs> no, like, um, no, I had a lot of really great support at that time too. So I think yeah. it just helped. And obviously, like the whole TikTok thing, I was like seeing everybody doing covers of like driver's license and Justin Bieber and like everything that was so um popular at that time that was coming out. And I was like, you know what? I could do that but I'm just gonna post a cover of a song that I really love and yeah it translates and if it doesn't like that's fine and then it did and then all of a sudden like the whole resurgence of pop punk happened and I was like oh my god this is incredible <laughs> you literally found like the perfect moment in time for you to just do your thing and it worked out tremendously yeah. that's awesome and your cover of Jamie all over by the way is so good like I because so yeah, like I, I said, I didn't know anything about you until I saw you with real friends and with confidence. And so I was sitting there in the crowd just like, she's so cool. Oh, like, what you. can I do to like interview her? And then you started singing Jamie all over and I was like, I love her. She's so great. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's oh, like that's you. probably one of my favorite Mayday Parade songs like ever. Like that song will play and I'm just like there. I'm I love that song so much. <laughs> I mean, that album truly got me through high school. I don't know yeah. what I would have done if me I could go home and just like listen to it. It's just every time yeah. it's so nostalgic and it brings back such good memories. And so playing it every night was really fun. Oh, that is so fun. And then it it must be super rewarding too, since you were like an opening act, having people like sing with you too. Like that's just got to be such like a good feeling, you know? Yeah. I I figured um, I was like, you know, at least if they don't know my songs, they'll hopefully know this one and like break the barrier of like, okay, we don't know her, but we can trust her because she knows. (laughs) You know what I mean? So she's got good taste. We'll we'll give her a try. She might suck, but at least she picked a good song to play, you know? Oh, that's hilarious. You don't suck, by the way. You are very talented. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, you should tell us a little bit about Psycho, the song that I think was your TikTok hit, right? Is that kind of what blew you up on TikTok? I kind of, yeah. I think it it started with, well, obviously it started with the covers and then I started you know, teasing little songs here and there. But I think of all of the songs that like really took off, Psycho was the one that did. And I'll be honest, I was so terrified to put that song out (laughs) because it's just so different than anything that I've done in the past. And um, when I had gone in to write it, I I wrote it with my good friend, Spencer Jordan, and then um, my, my friend Phil, who did the production on that song. And Spencer had come in with the idea and he was like, basically had like the first verse almost completely written. And he was like, I have the song, just give it a chance. And he was singing it back to me. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't think I would ever say that. (laughs) I'm just so docile. Like I've had like partners, like going through a breakup, they'll be like, I'm breaking up with you. And I'll be like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean, like, what can I do for you? Even though you just broke my heart, you know, yeah. I, I was, I'm such a docile person, but, um, so for me to like, but like find it in myself, I like really had to dig deep and be like, okay, I had been in a relationship that I was just so utterly pissed off. Yeah. And I can pull from that. And it, it, I don't know. It just really pulled out a side of me that I didn't think ever was there. And it gave me a lot of confidence too, when I did put it out. I mean, granted, there's people who, you know, might take it the wrong way or like, and I really tried to preface it in that sense. Like this is all very hypothetical and it's from a standpoint of somebody who calls you crazy and continuously calls you crazy, but does A, B and C and D to like, you know, like they're actually the ones that are like doing all of the they're the ones driving you crazy they're the ones behind the scenes that you would never do this but because they've like angered you so much yeah and I will say the lyrics are quite aggressive (laughs) they they are quite aggressive but it's like my favorite like driving just like angry song like I I constantly find myself like being like what do I want to listen to and I click that (laughs) song immediately and I'm like it's it's so great I I really really enjoy that song a lot and I I think I did actually recognize it when I was in the crowd too it was like you started singing it I was like I think I might have heard this somewhere but I wasn't entirely sure you know but I I must have heard it on TikTok but yeah it's so great (laughs) so fun when we finished it Spencer and I looked at each other and we're just like oh my gosh, this is really <laughs> cool. But I, I really did like morally, I was battling with it for a while because I was yeah. like, put it out. Do I not like, and I care so much about people's feelings. And obviously I don't want to hurt anybody with what I say or what I do. And yeah, I, you know, I just really try to tread lightly, especially when you have a platform like that. Like I really just, exactly. I don't want to push it, you know? And yeah. um, I know that sometimes they say like, controversy is a good thing sometimes (laughs) but for me you know I'm just like I'm I'm very sensitive about that so I I struggled and I was like do we put it out do we not just went for it and I'm so glad that we did because there's a lot of girls who you know had you know they might have not had like this the words to say or like the means of being able to express their feelings especially when they're going through a relationship or even guys you know what I mean I feel like there's so many situations especially you know where you're with a partner who's so manipulative and yeah, they convince you that you're the problem when you're not. And it's Absolutely. just, it was really cool to be able to have girls like come to me and 
people come to me just basically stating like this has helped so much release like so many feelings that I wanted to release but I just didn't know how yeah and I definitely like relate to the song in that way too I my first ever relationship was super terrible super toxic and like it literally was like eight years ago and I still Mm -hmm. like have nightmares about it like which I've literally never admitted to anyone so well I mean but you know what I mean like it's and so I the song is obviously aggressive but it's very hypothetical too like you have to believe that people wouldn't actually do these things it's just you feel so angry that you want you'd love to hit someone with your car and leave them for dead you know whatever like <laughs> like you'd like don't to you that, know you, you wouldn't do that but <laughs> with my brain maybe no hypothetically no. with my brain I'd love to just leave you there <laughs> and it's just it's just like I just thought it was fun because again like I I'm like obsessed I feel like if I was to go back to school for anything I would go for like criminology or something to become like a like court reporter or something because I find that stuff so fascinating like when people sit down with like murderers it's like kind of (laughs) I I really do love like that side of the world I find it so fascinating and so I was like how can I kind of like incorporate a true crimey kind of vibe (laughs) but also like have it still fun and like yeah it's fun I think you executed it perfectly. Oh, like that's you. awesome. It's really, really fun to play live, especially when people are like yelling the words back. Oh my god! I will be sitting there front row. I will be sitting there front row. I'll be singing the song right at you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Um. So yeah, speaking of seeing you live, you are going to be going on tour with the Somerset and Grayscale. That is so exciting. I am so excited. How, how do you feel about that? How did that come about? I'm so Oh my excited. gosh. Well, I had done a show with the Somerset um, back, uh, oh my gosh, I think it was like last summer, um, right before we had gone on tour with Real Friends. Yeah. And kind of got to know them. And also I, I had written with um, John, 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 I think it's John. If John is listening to this, I'm so sorry. No, I, I, I have like the worst memory in the planet. Um, but I had written with him like over Zoom. And that was kind of like the first time I'd ever um, really, you know, gotten to get to know him. And um, but I'd always been like a fan of the Somerset. I obviously like grew up going to Warped Tour and stuff. And they were always yeah. like in the circuits and everything. So it was really it was really dope um, to be able to open for them. And then um after that just kind of built a really good relationship and they had reached out and they're like hey do you want to tour with us and I was like uh yeah you're like is is this real is this a dream like (laughs) and it's it's also so dope because I'm such a huge fan of Grayscale and for them to also be from like Philly and I you know I grew up in Pennsylvania like it's just it's just cool to be on the same bill with people who are like from the same area as you and yeah I don't know. And they're killing it right now. And um, I know that, I don't know. I, I just, I have a really a good feeling that it's going to be a really amazing tour and a lot I'm of, so excited. yeah, I mean, um, this venue that I've wanted to play like for years and years and years, Stage AE in Pittsburgh is sold out. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I get to go home. That's so and, exciting. Yeah, so it's just, it's just really cool. I think it's going to be really amazing. Oh my gosh. And I think you're going to be at the Rave in Milwaukee and that one is a super cool venue. Is it cool? I, yeah. They hosted Sad Summerfest there like two years in a row oh and it's just, it, it's got a haunted pool in it. I don't know if people people can't like go see it like I've never seen it and they they opened it up for like a few days over Halloween but like Mm -hmm. it's a cool place it's super cool I'm not sure which like part of the venue you're gonna be in but it's awesome it's uh, it's super cool yeah it's it's like linked to like a haunted hotel or something like that it's kind of crazy but it's it's cool and right in downtown Milwaukee and then I think you're at the house of blues in Chicago so I love that venue too it's a very good very good venue definitely (laughs) checking off a lot of like the bucket list venues for and um I don't know it's just it's just so cool because I the Somerset's fans and Grayscale's fans I mean everybody's so just like welcoming open arms just so supportive and I mean, even from the first time I had played with them here in Nashville, like their fans have kind of stuck with me from that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm really excited, super excited. Um, I think it's yeah, dope. you just have you have such a good like like a light hearted, fun sense about you too. Like you're you're just very easy to like to watch on stage oh. and enjoy. Like I think people will connect with you, and I think you will gain a lot more followers and fans from from this tour. Like as you did me with oh, wow. the last tour you did. Um, speaking of, was real friends and with confidence was that like? your first like really big tour that you did or yeah that was like my first um like full U.S. tour with like or in the pop punk scene yeah um when I was a country artist you know I, I did do like some touring but it's so different like it's it's night and day I mean a lot of the country touring it's like weekend runs it's not like every single day and you're yeah. in a band and but I <laughs> personally I love it I love it so much I um I mean like that's why I wanted to like rip out the whole interior of my van and like make it into something I can live in because it's just so fun to me it's yeah I love the grind of it I love being able to just like go out there and sling merch and play shows for people who oh. are like genuinely so like energetic and excited to be at the shows and it's just a different vibe and so yeah for me I was like this is like the best thing ever and being on tour with um real friends and with Khan and the home team I mean like they were just so amazing to me and every single one of them like so supportive always always there whenever I needed them for anything like so open to like sharing their knowledge of touring because obviously if they've been doing it a bit longer than I have in the scene yeah um it was like such a perfect tour to be on um I'm very thankful like that was my first one yeah that's so good to hear like it's so good to know that you had such a good experience too especially since you were I think you were the only female act, right? Yeah. So that, that's that's scary. very good. <laughs> yeah, that is scary. That is intimidating for mm-hmm. you know people who don't know what it's like to be a woman. It's like it's scary putting yourself in a room full of men that you don't mm-hmm. necessarily know. You know, even if you might have idolized them at one point, it's like that's yeah. scary. Like, yeah. but I'm so glad that they you had such a good experience and they treated you so well. That's just yeah. that's so exactly. good. Yeah, and you got to be on Withcon's last like run. That's crazy. And that's also like, pretty iconic too. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely like a very bittersweet moment. I think we got so close with them, especially yeah. in, um towards the end, like when it started to like wrap up. I think all of us were just like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. And yeah, and just like seeing their fans and how connected they were to them and like like I could see that a lot of them were hurting because of it it was just like you know just sad but also like a really awesome way to yeah you know what I mean like I and I know um in Minneapolis my I had like three friends next to me that were like literally sobbing like their entire set and like because I I love with Con a lot too but like Mm -hmm. for them they were like their everything band you know so they just Mm -hmm. like sobbed and I felt just so so sad like oh I mean I think I would feel the same way like when I mean I will say like when Paramore kind of stopped touring there for a while I was like oh my gosh this is like the worst day of my life yeah (laughs) you know because I I just I love them so much and I probably will feel the same about Mayday and I totally get it I mean that's 10 years of your life and you're so connected to these people and their music and it gets you through so much and um I like it was a really inspiring like heartwarming thing to see too and like the grace that they have like even still like you know knowing that they weren't going to be touring anymore it's just it's really cool and they're just it was a really cool thing to be a part of for sure absolutely and yeah and I I know you already have a bunch of fans too that are looking forward to seeing you and you're going to just keep growing that fan base too so you you're you already have and you will have that same kind of effect on people too in the future which is just super cool and like oh I, I love that for you I can like, hope you know I just yeah I love making music and I love people and I love being able to connect in that way and I it's just I don't know. It's just, it's so much more than just, you know, going and playing a show. It's like these people are just so, you're connected, they're friends, your family. And 
Um, I think that's what makes it even harder too when you do tour with people who are so awesome and amazing too. Like the chance of us, of us like running in the same circles again is is there, but it's like, will we ever do a tour again like this together? Like this yeah. is, you know, so it was, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really yeah. excited for the future and I'm yeah. just glad to be able to have like um the support that I do in this genre because it it means a lot. <laughs> it really Absolutely. Does. Yeah. I guess and like going off of that too, who would be like your dream artist or band to go on tour with? Or like maybe a dream yeah. like lineup? A dream lineup? Oh my gosh. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um <laughs> well obviously I would love to tour with like Paramore. I think that would yeah. be so dope. That um, would be awesome. <laughs> I was thinking like I'm a huge fan of Charlotte Sands. I think she's yeah. dope. Um and I think it could be so cool to do like a uh, like an all female like pop yes. lineup where it's like Charlotte and me and like Honey Revenge and like yes you know, like, like have a really strong like female lineup. I think I've been wanting to do something like that. That's awesome. I, I was actually down, but <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that too because I I've had this on my mind for months now i i want so badly to be a part of making like an all-female like like festival happen i think that would be so fun like oh my gosh because like so much of why i started this podcast right was to enlighten women in the scene and show you know the powerful female side of it because so often pop punk gets to be like more towards the male side you know and people don't like to give women as much credit so I just think it would be very empowering so fun if we could get a bunch of the pop punk female icons just together and just have a great party that would be so fun I know like like Charlotte and Lolo and Callie oh I love like honey (laughs) we can get Maggie Lindemann there too oh my gosh and like there's so many incredible female fronted bands and female artists right now that are just absolutely killing it and it just it makes me really happy too to see that like there are so many like female artists getting the credit that they deserve because like you're right like for such a long time I feel like pop punk was such a male like dominated space and I mean it's the same way in a lot of genres to be honest like country was the same way and like you know pop even and I think for women to get recognized in something like that is to me like a very important thing and yeah. just it makes me really excited to see like people like charlotte and people you know like maggie and lolo and all of these incredible artists like breaking that like pattern of just you know it has to be a band and it has to be a male and like you can't like yeah. or there has to be like one female artist like for instance like there can only be a Haley Williams and there can only be an Avril Lavigne. Like, yes, it doesn't have to be that way. There could be everybody and they're all living in the same space. And um, it just gets me really excited to like, maybe one day be able to do something like that. I totally yeah. so down if you ever decided to do a festival like that. Oh my God. I don't know how with my current means I would be able to do that, but I would love to like collaborate with, anyone who can help make it happen and maybe we can have it be like sponsored by pop punk promo or something I don't even know I just want to help in some way make it happen because it would it would literally like fulfill my my destiny fulfill my dream like (laughs) it would be so fun and I I, yeah yeah it's so Um, crazy and I was I am playing furnace fest this year and I'm pretty positive like I was looking at the entire lineup and I think I might have been like the only female and I just thought that was so crazy I was like there needs to be more there needs to be more when you even yeah I was gonna say you look at when we were young she was the only like like, where's Lola where's scene queen where's Maggie Lindemann where are you where's like literally any like I don't even think Paramore's on there like but, what is that about yeah, like no it's crazy and, like, and instead they chose to put people on there who have allegations of not naming names but just saying <laughs> so you know it's just it's just <laughs> for our sake we're not naming names but yeah. it's you know what I mean it's just frustrating yeah. to like to see 
to see no no women representation on there or at least very very little like mm. so I would I would love more than anything to make that happen yes. so that would be so awesome so yeah ever figure Uh-oh. it out we figure it out I'm so down absolutely uh I absolutely will <laughs> all right let's talk about some of the songs you've done like collaboration so you've yes. done some with Magnolia Park with Arrows mm-hmm. in Action um there's so many other ones you want to talk about those how did yeah, those come about sure. and how um, were those oh my gosh so my first one that I did was with Arrows and yeah. um it was so interesting how that all happened um I was transitioning out of country and kind of doing more of like it was kind of like I guess emo country is what it would be considered. It was like country-ish with like a pop punk, pop rock flair to it. And I was like still like one foot in, one foot out, not really sure of like if I wanted to just like completely ditch country or not, because I did have people that were like, your tone is country. I think you could do well, like just hold out a little bit longer. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but um, uh, so this guy that I work very closely with, Dan, um, he we have been writing for years and years and years. And one of the bands that he has been writing with and like producing was Arrows. And I had like heard of them vaguely, just like through talks and conversations with Dan. And um, they had this song, obviously now uncomfortably numb. Yeah. But Dan had like kind of cold called me and he was like, hey, do you want to be on this song? Like you can totally say no. It, it's fine but he had sent me the song and I was just like um yes I yes (laughs) because it was just something that was so different and at that time you know I was like like I said like trying to kind of get out of the country space and wanted to dabble a little bit more with like more rock and pop punk and um so I put my vocal on the second verse in the chorus and when we all got it back we're like holy crap this is really cool. And um, there, and I met them like for the first time at like the actual music video shoot. I remember like I'd only them like via like FaceTime and Zoom and stuff. And so it was just a really cool moment how it all came together. Like we had never really met each other, but it came together so seamlessly. And now they're like my best friends in the entire world. Oh, that's so fun. I love that so much. Yeah. And it was really exciting because I think like, when we had put the song out, we all had like high, high hopes. And obviously it was like right before their album, their first album had come out. And so we all had super high hopes that it would do something. And um, whether it was like get good playlists and it it wasn't really like it was doing well, but it wasn't like getting the attention that I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I feel like it's going to do something. It has to like this song is so cool. And then they had posted the TikTok and it just absolutely blew up. And I mean, it was so exciting for them because it kind of, you know, it like launched their career. It helped me like kind of get out of the country world. Like there are so many amazing things that came from that. And I mean, like I am a ride or die for arrows in action. I will, the day that I die, I will be a ride or die for them. They're so dope. Oh my gosh. I need to listen to them more too, but I really like the collaboration. The song is so good. And Thank you. Uh, some, sometimes I'll just go to Spotify and I'll just like play your whole like discography and it'll just, it'll play like all of it, like including all of the, um, the collaborations. And I'm just like, man, she just added so much to this song. It's so uh, good. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Then um, the one with Magnolia was really cool too. Um, I have been a fan of theirs for a while now. I found them on TikTok and yeah, they're that, super like, cool. Like oddly, like weirdly, because I don't have like a blue check or anything next to my name. So I think <laughs> when I like comment on people's things, they're like, who is this? Like <laughs> who is this weird person that keeps commenting on my videos? But um I would comment on their stuff and I was like, oh my god, this is so dope. Like you guys are so sick and it's so cool to see um like Josh as the lead singer too, because it's kind of like, you know like for them it's so like what is the word like to have somebody like have majority of the band be of a different race and like yeah so people like it doesn't just have to be this like you don't just have to have be like you know a I don't know how to say this without kind of being offensive to like 
the yeah. guys in the bands, but it's like you don't just have to have tattoos and have spiky hair and be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you can you can be anyone and you can make this music and anybody can like it. And it it really just like blends so many people together. And I just Absolutely. thought that, that was so awesome. And it is, they are. Hopefully I worded that right. No, you did. <laughs> I I think um, the first time I like came in like contact with them was sad summer fest because mm-hmm. i think so I, I bought tickets to it for last summer and i just started playing like their playlist you know like the spotify mm-hmm. playlist with all the artists and that's how oh. i kind of became like accustomed to them and then i saw mm-hmm. them at the show and i was like they're just so cool like they're so just a cool. very cool band and like josh's like backflips and stuff I'm yeah like, they're <laughs> like the talent that they have and the kindness that they have and the energy like it was just so like I was like mind blown by it all because I was like they're yeah. so talented. They deserve everything that they've been given, and it just makes me really happy to see like that more than just one type of community of people can be right. in all of this. And, and I think if you think about too, like like meet me at the altar is a very good example of that yes, too. Because they're all them too. all they're women. Mm-hmm. I think that some of them are most of them are at least queer too so it's like you've got you've got lgbtq you've got Mm -hmm. women they are all not white so it's like they are amazing i am so proud of their presence in the scene like it is crazy and it takes a lot of courage to to be able to jump in a scene like that and be like this is us this is who we are take it or leave it like it's so inspiring and it is it it just like gets me even more excited to be able to like be a part of this especially now when it's becoming so much more like open and yeah it's like, so fun you know there's a platform for females there's a platform for people who are like in the lgbtq community and it's just it's such a loving space and it makes me so happy <laughs> It, it makes me happy it too. It does. I, there have been times where I like literally like I like this is sounds so lame, but I would like cry about it because I was like, it's just, like I never felt like I had that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt like I fit in, but I always felt like I fit in this scene. And yeah. whenever I was like doing the country stuff, it was like so hard to make friends because like on the we never really connected morally or like we're never on the same wavelength I don't think and yeah it's just I'm I'm glad that you transitioned into yeah. pop punk because I I truly believe you belong here too and the oh, way that you I talk do. about it too it's just you can tell that you're so excited to be here you're so oh, happy okay. and this is like what you want to do you know and no offense I'm not really a country listener Listen, enjoyer I am not <laughs> so let let me just say I'm glad you're here I was like I literally like I felt so bad because there's you know there's some artists like there there are fans in the genre that will be like this is not country or like you know and I know that there are some people in like the pop punk community that are gatekeepy about stuff like I am the same way okay say like circa survive what like I like I am a diehard fans fan of these bands and so sometimes like even when I was younger like I would find myself being like you're not even punk you know what I mean like <laughs> but that's not like obviously like now we all grow up and we realize like oh my gosh there's like you're allowed to like different genres of music yeah. and it doesn't mean you have to be like one way or the other but like for me I have always kind of like even when I was in high school I was like I hate country music I don't hate it now I I have an appreciation for it I do for sure and like obviously the the people and the fans and the community I've been able to build from it but um just it just I I don't yeah turn it on on the radio yeah I I think for me I it's a very specific like sub genre of country that I enjoy it's more Mm. more like the female voices more of the like pop tone country you know not necessarily the like super like hillbilly whatever i don't know if that makes sense but like does it make sense <laughs> it does make sense because i gravitate towards like more like uh i'm a big fan of kelsey ballerini like i yeah, i yeah. really love her sound and she had just put on ep2 that was like so dope i was i have been listening to it nonstop. it's like the one country like thing that i can listen to and like obviously like taylor swift and 
things yeah, like and that. Like but Carrie Underwood and yeah, stuff like that like, too. Like I, I have appreciations for those type mm-hmm. of more like pop country, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But for me, I've I've always been like a person who gravitates more towards like the rock stuff. Like I was like eight years old listening like Evanescence and Disturbed. Okay. It's kind of hard to go from one yeah, <laughs> I, perspective I, to another, you know. I grew up with my parents like playing um green day in the car they'd play the american idiot cd like in our car so i grew up with that and like they're just like saying all the f-bombs i don't know what they're saying and i'm just like yeah this is great music like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i absolutely relate to that and then i i played guitar here a lot as a kid too so that definitely shaped my my music taste and like Mm -hmm. my my mom has this video of me that she loves it's from 14 years ago it just came up on her her facebook where i was wearing these like leopard print pajamas and i was playing the middle by jim eat world like on guitar hero and she loves that video she's like it is so you and like 14 years later it's still me like it's (laughs) it's beautiful (laughs) so awesome too when you have parents who like listen to that kind of music and then they see like their their kids growing up listening to it too I like all of my siblings were all kind of the same I mean my brother he's six years older than me so I definitely like digested a lot of his yeah like you know the things that he would listen to but my sister and I were both like very much like pop punk warp tour like yeah you know what I mean like we get Uh, down with the get down and like listen to like chop suey and like you know I love that we were we grew up in a very rock centered household like my mom absolutely one of my favorite memories my mom told me is that she was at an Aerosmith concert and somebody was crowd surfing and she got hit in the face with a shoe and then the drumstick broke and it flew off and hit her in the head (laughs) so I was like that's my mom that's that's crazy now it all makes sense I'm going to have plenty of those stories. If if I have children in the future, oh. I'll be like, I was at all these shows. I was crazy. I was in the mosh pit. Like, oh, my God. That's so exciting. So I love that. I love oh, it. my gosh. Any new music that you're going to be releasing anytime soon? Anything you can kind of hint at? <laughs> um, yeah, I have a song actually coming out on the 10th of March. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. So we're we're. I just kind of went into this mode where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to put out music the way that I want to put it out. And if I put out two songs a month, I put out two songs a month. If I put out. I'm here for two songs a month. Yeah. So um, I uh, am putting out a song March 10th and then I will have another song hopefully the first week of tour. Oh my God. Are you going to play both of them on tour? Yes. <gasps> well, one of them I did play. You should uh, send me the one early so I can sing it. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, but one of them uh, I did play on the last tour. Um, so I I played. It's called Certified Depressant. I okay. played that the last tour, and it was just it was so fun. And I, the day that I wrote it, I was like, I love the song so much. I feel like it just, I just want it to be out, and I will obviously want people to like be able to have it a little bit ahead of time too so they can kind of like get to know it if they want to and yeah um but the song at the end of the month I'm like I'm really excited for that one. Oh my gosh I can't wait this is the best news <laughs> it's gonna be it's hopefully people will really like it but I'm I'm really yeah. excited and, and going into tour with like two new songs too I think yeah and i also loved your your valentine's day release i think i'm in love oh my god that one's so cute and i kept seeing all your promo for it i was like yes this is oh my gosh i was like how cheesy can we make this it's so cute though i love it (laughs) thank you that song um we played that song um this last tour too and and that was one that a lot of people were like what is that song like and um, so I was really excited to put that one out. And it's it's really cool to see it doing so well. And um, I really didn't have, like, any expectation. I was like, this would just be, like, a really fun song to put out for Valentine's Day. And yeah. obviously, like, I am a per- perpetually, like, sad person. So, like, for me to just, like, throw in, like, a happy song, people are like, 
you know, got to keep them on their toes a little bit. So. I, I was definitely a little surprised. I was like, whoa, this is a turn. We're not talking about hitting people with our cars this time. <laughs> We're being sad. Yeah. We're being sad. It's very much <laughs> it's coming back, but we did have to throw a little wrench in there, you know. Get you a girl that can do both, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Oh my God. I'm so excited for the new music. It's going to be so good. And I can't wait to sing them front row at the show. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I bet you see you crowd surf a little bit too. Oh my gosh. If, if the, if the crowd is big enough for that, I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Cause I think the last time I saw the summer set, um, it was either the venue you couldn't crowd surf or just the like something about the room wasn't right for crowd surfing. So people oh, just didn't. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I will so do it. If you want me to, I'll do it. Oh my gosh. It makes <laughs> me so happy when people crowd surf during my set. I was like, oh my God, I've never had this before. This is so sick. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, we're going to wrap up the interview here with one last question. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is trying to pursue music full-time? Oh my gosh, this one is... Anytime somebody asks me this, I'm like, <laughs> so hard. Um, I would... One big piece I would say is just trust your gut. I mean, I think there's obviously a lot of people who are going to have opinions about things. There's going to be people that are going to love it and there's going to be people who don't like it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they don't like it, it matters if you like it and if you're passionate about it. So that would be like my biggest piece is like one stick with it Two, If it's something that really fuels you and makes you happy, like do it like, and, and dive into it. Don't like, you know, like, I feel like it took me so long to genuinely figure out that it was something that I wanted to do. And I wish that I would have had somebody earlier on be just like, slap me silly and be like, what are you doing? Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's so amazing. And the community that you can build around yourself is incredible. So just like, believe in yourself and put every effort you have into it and stay true to yourself is a big one. Um, yes. And don't lose sight of like, what you love, because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you one thing and expect another thing out of you. And at the end of the day, no one knows you like you do. So yeah, I feel like my biggest piece of advice is just like, stay true to yourself, write things that are passionate to you and the rest will all kind of fall into place. And I've, Oh, I love that so much. That is such good, honest and true advice. Oh my Thank God. Thank you so and much. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more, honestly, because I, I feel like the more I try to fit society, the more I just don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to, you know? So yeah. And yeah. we're not put on this earth to be like everybody else. We're put on this earth as you. And like, it's just, it makes me so happy to see people when they can actually express themselves. And my cat is literally doing like <laughs> parkour all over my couch. And so if my computer is like shaking, um, but just being able to express yourself, I mean, like that's what music is and that's what art is. And I mean, you just have to, do it because you love it and stay true to it and stay true to yourself. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. This has been such thank a treat you. having you on the podcast today. And I'm so glad once again, that we were finally able to get you on here. I'm so excited to feature you and put your episode out. So oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice meeting you and seeing you again. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm, I, I can't wait to see you again soon as well. I think it's coming I'll up be so seeing soon. you at like the end of the tour so it'll it'll be in like a month and a half I think yeah. so but it's I'm so excited so fast it's so fast I'm like am I ready I don't know you're you're ready I believe in you <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much Taylor for stopping by have a great rest of your day thank you Okay, friends, that was Taylor Acorn. Can you believe it? I am still in shock. I can't believe I got to interview her. And I'm so incredibly excited to see her on tour in just a few short weeks. It is going to be amazing. So if you are able to catch her on tour with the Somerset and Grayscale, I would highly recommend checking out that tour. It's going to be a blast.
As she mentioned in her interview, Taylor's brand new single, Certified Depressant, is out now. It is so good, you guys. I've had it on repeat literally all week since it came out last week. And I really wanted to share this in the new release radar that I gave to you guys earlier in the episode, but I had to wait until you found out the featured artist. Man, she is just so incredible, so nice, so kind, and so talented. So if you have the chance to ever meet her, like she said, please go say hi to her. She is just the kindest human being. If you are interested in following Taylor on social media, her Instagram is at Taylor Acorn Music and her TikTok is at Taylor Acorn One. I hope you guys had just as much fun listening to this featured artist interview as I did having the interview. It was honestly such a joy to have Taylor Acorn guest on the podcast. Like I said, I had been waiting for this interview for so many weeks and I'm just so glad it finally happened. And thank you again to Taylor Acorn for guesting and being such a sweet person to chat with. You are seriously the best and I can't wait to meet you again soon. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, this is where I'm going to leave you for the week. Make sure you check out Taylor Acorn's brand new single, Certified Depressant. If you are interested in buying some pop punk promo merch, remember that I've got my brand new merch store open now. You can check out poppunkpromo.store if you are interested in purchasing some t-shirts or grabbing some stickers. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with one of your best pop punk enthusiast friends and share the love for Taylor Acorn. Have a great rest of your week, pop punk enthusiasts. Stay safe, take care of each other, and we'll see you again in the next episode. Catch you again soon.